You're listening to the Total Sports Experience. And now, your host, Ray Baker. You can get a hold of the Total Sports Experience in four ways. Instagram and Twitter are both TSE underscore show. Facebook is the TSE show. And you can email us at the TSE show at gmail.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Total Sports Experience. I am your host, Ray Baker, and uh, today's episode I I was looking forward to all day. We have the two gentlemen from SportsnetUSA.net back with me again. You have, uh, I call him now the teach because he's teaching, and he's teaching me, and he's teaching other kids how to do this. We'll talk about that later, but Corey Nalen is with me. And then the professor, the godfather, the uh, – how many names do we have for you, Pav? Um, Mark Pavlovich is also with me. And, guys, uh, first of all, thank you for being on today. I always I, – I love having you guys on on every episode we have you on. Thank you. So let's just dive into this, shall we? And, and here's my question, the first question for the two of you. Because – as we went through all of this, we said, oh, there's, there's, there might be football. And then they said, nope, there's not going to be football. College football, that is. And I said, oh, okay, no, no college football. This is, we, we discussed this on the, on the last episode we were on. And then schedules came out. I saw a schedule for the Pac-12. Now, only in Pac-12 play, but I saw a schedule for Pac-12 football. Then... A few days ago, we heard from not only the... I'm sorry, I keep calling it Pac-10. I meant Pac-12. We heard from the Pac-12 president, and we heard from the Big Ten president, that, yeah, we've decided we're not going to play football. Now, two of the biggest conferences in the country, not the biggest, but two of the biggest in the country, but the other conferences said, well, we don't know what you're talking about. We're going to play football. Let me just ask you guys for I'll, Corey. I'll throw this at you first. What is going on right now? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if you know completely what's going on. I think part of this was a couple of the conferences knew, and I'm talking about the SEC and ACC specifically, knew that they weren't going to cancel anything until the last minute unless they absolutely positively have to. Uh, Pac-12 and Big Ten, uh, even though they got 12 teams, um, I think they were – the players really forced their hands in this and make a decision now or you're going to have even bigger problems later. So I think that's why the Pac-12 and the Big Ten made these decisions now. Um, But, again, I don't know if – they really know what's going on. Um, so that that's my take on it, where we sit right now. I think the players forced the Big Ten, Big Ten and Pac-12 hand in this. And, and so, Pav, if, if what Corey's saying is is right up, then you're talking about uh, players from these conferences that are saying, nope, we don't want to play. Well, I, I take a different take on it. Uh, I, I think it's uh, legal aspects down the road. Uh, we all know that college without the sports is big business. 
you pay through the, you guys are both college graduates. You pay through the, you know, the nose or your college degree uh, when you attend class all the time. The worst thing could have happened to any one of these schools is to not be overcautious and some young man or young woman ends up contracting this disease and dropping dead during an athletic event. Uh, lawsuits would be abound. Uh, and we're not talking your normal, hey, Jimmy broke his neck playing football lawsuit. Uh, because basically you would be coming out and saying, hey, I, I just didn't care about your child. And I think this is really what came down. I think the presidents of the colleges sort of looked when they said, oh, yeah, well, we laid everything out there just in case we had a season, but we're looking for our students' health. That's what matters to us. To me, that's the old thing that, hey, Ray, I'm really looking out for you and Corey. That's because I'm not going to drive. I'm older. I'm going to let one of you guys drive for the simple reason I don't want to be responsible. And I think that's what's happened with the majority. Then you flip it and look at the ACC and the SEC who have always thought they were God's gift to football. They're going to take the final step, and I'll put the religious twang on there. They're going to think God's on their self and it's going to save the football season. That's how I look at all of this. Uh, shame on those that are playing, and shame on those that didn't make this decision much earlier in the season. So I posed the question the first time that we talked, and this was this was months ago probably, and I mentioned, did are we going to play college football? Before I could get the L in the word football out, Corey was all over me. Nope, we're not going to play football. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted him to be wrong because, look, at, Mark, you mentioned it. College football on a number of level, levels is a tremendous financial um, plus for these universities. I mean, when you really look at it, look at the amount of money that gets pulled in for, let's say, Michigan football or Ohio State football. Or if you go Big Ten uh, West, you look at, like, Nebraska. Is there anything else to do in Nebraska? I know I'm going to get torched for that, but Nebraska <laughs> football, Wisconsin football, these are um, institutions, not the university. You think there was a just a swarm of kids that want to go to University of Wisconsin to take agriculture? No, those kids are going there to play football. And so if you're taking, there's two questions here. You're going to take this season either away completely or, which the second thing I think is a huge mistake, is try to start this season in January or February. The problem with that, and look, I want football more than the next guy. I love my college football. The problem with that is, now you're going to have this ripple effect, right? If I start it in January, when do I end? If I get six games in or eight games in and then bowl games. But then that ripples the start of the next season. So at what point, you guys, do we just have to say, look, the, 20, the 2020 season, as we see it, that would end you know, New Year's Day or whatever, is a wash. We're done. 
And you know what? I don't think that that will happen. I don't think they will watch that because there's too much money involved. Um, guys, you know, you know how I'm 100% sure on a lot of things, especially last month when I said, no, there's not going to be college football. <laughs> now I'm 99% sure that there's not going to be any college football. I, just, I simply think that there will be there, – there won't be any college football as we know it. But the more I see and the more people get behind and the more people on the big major network say that there needs to be some type of season. Mark, you remember that meeting uh, of the CCCAA, the notes we saw about yep. the schedule that they would start later in October and November? Yep. You know, if we do this again next month, I may be at 90% because even even though I don't want this to happen to you, I don't think it should happen. It, it looks like it may happen. And now I'm 99% sure it won't, but I just have to revise my thinking because of the articles you read. And now that the big networks are getting behind, let's see what else we can do. These kids need to play. And they're not thinking about the kids. They're only thinking about the money. Um, I, I hope Let's hope that they're not playing in 2020. Well, guys, here's how I look at it. I'm going to let college football play because these young men need to play, quote, unquote. Oh, but those of you that are in the Ohio State band, those of you that are in the the Michigan State band, uh, those of you that have ridden Tommy Trojan, you don't get to participate because, see, we can't have you – be next to each other on stage. That's going to get you sick. So if I'm a parent, oh, nope, uh, grad students want to get my MFA, we're not doing any live productions. I'm having problems getting an MFA. I can relate to this. It's happening to my niece down at the University of San Diego. What do I do if I'm a parent? You let football go, and I'm really, if there's a parent that's listening to us and they're in this position, you go out and get yourself an attorney. They yeah, let those young men play football. I tell you what, you have to and, let everybody play. You have to let the band play. You have to let the actors act. You can't just say we're only involving football, basketball, and sports. It's much bigger than that. So if you have to, if you let one play, you let them all play. Don't let them sign anything, and let's go. What happens? Let, let, let's just see what happens. I mean, look, do we, as fans, do we want college football? Yes. As fans, do we want to endanger kids getting sick or anything like that? Of course not. So is there a line? And here's the question that I kept going through over and over in my head. There are two major sports that are going on right now in the NBA and the NHL. The Stanley Cup uh, playoffs are running right now. The NBA uh, just kicked off their playoff run yesterday. You look at both of those, and to me, that's working. They're in the bubble. There's no new positive tests. They're playing. They're playing the game that we want to see, that's on TV, that we want to see. Is it much like, look, you guys, I have followed professional and NHL hockey my entire life. Never, ever have I seen a Stanley Cup game in the month of August, okay? But it looks like it's working, Mark. It, it's 
if you can create this, look, is it the ideal situation? No, but look around. Are we really in ideal points right now? Right. But if we can, we not, can we not put college football in somewhat of a, have our PAC 12 bubble and have our big 10 bubble and, and, and do it that way. Is that, is that out of the question? Uh, I'm blaming Corey Nalen for this one. (laughs) This is Corey Nalen's fault. If you, Corey Nalen, would have got behind the movement to pay college players 20 years ago when we used to debate this and for every year since, if Corey Nalen and people like him, and I'm, I'm going to put Corey on the, on the mean side here, would have handed these young men and these young women a substantial living amount of money, then we could be looking at people right now and giving them the option, okay, hey, look, we're going to have college football. It's going to be in a bubble. But if you choose to opt out, you don't get paid, but you still get your scholarship. You can go to school, but that additional money that pays for your room, your food, your car, and your dates on Friday night is gone. And let them make the let them make the decision after that. Guess what? I've just waved my hands of any responsibility. And oh, by the way, since you're going to do that, here are the rules that go with it. Corey Nalen, I think you created this by not paying college players for the last umpteen years. And no, you don't pay college athletes for the last umpteen years, and I'll stand by that. Uh, you've heard me say recently that, no, I don't think college athletes should be paid. I don't think college athletes should go without, though. You hear these stories that college athletes are going without food, without the basic necessities. That's uncalled for. Um, everything that college athletes do for universities, from the college football team to the tennis team to the badminton team, not one of those athletes should have to go without and that means clean clothes, food, a roof over their head, and whatever other necessities there are, the colleges should support that. That is in lieu of paying them. Now, paying these college athletes right now would make, a, in my opinion, would be a bigger mess than right now because now you're paying these athletes and it's not, there's no bubble big enough to have. 100 players on a football team, um, you're not going to have that 20-player basketball squad with the coaches, and you let these athletes play. Then you have the bands, like we, like you said, Mark. There's no way you can fit that in a bubble situation in a college atmosphere. I still your fault. I don't mind if it's my fault. I know I'm right. Listen, I I, listen. I, I kind of sit in between both because, as you both know, I played college sports, okay? And so would I have liked to have gotten paid to help bring my university money for the sport I played? Absolutely. Did I like going every day and just having my meal card and just doing the bare necessities to get by? No, that sucked. And every college player will tell you that. But there's got to be, to me... A, a fine line between the two. Now, you, look, you don't want to pay players, and we're going to get into this a little bit later in the show, but you don't need to pay, pay the players millions of dollars, although 
some of these schools, and as you look down, because one of the conferences we're looking at right now is the Pac-12, look at the Pac-12. You got Stanford. You got SC. You got UCLA. You got Oregon. You have some ridiculously big schools that are making money hand over fist on athletics from TV, from everything else. You mean to tell me that you can't spend some of that money back on your players, even if you're subsidizing where they're their food, their, where they're living, and stuff like that. Now, granted, we got equipment, free equipment. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie there because hockey sticks are expensive, <laughs> and skates are expensive. I didn't want to buy that crap on my own. But to me, there's got to be a fine line in between those two where you you, you don't want to pay the players. And I see Corey where you're going. I kind of get that, but to me, there's there's you got to give something back at, at some point. Yeah, I agree. You, you you need to give back, and that's in the form of daily living um, that they can eat at twelve o'clock at night if they get hungry. Um, that in for that thing, that little snack shack is going to be open twenty four hours. Yeah, it's going to cost the school some money. It's going to cost the program money. But hey, you're not only supporting the athletes supporting a broke student who gets to work in a snack shack uh, for a midnight shift. It, do- it doesn't really matter. But but paying them, I'm still not on board with it. Well, look, when you look at the University of Southern California, okay, which is right here in our backyard, the endowment for SC is $5.13 billion, with a B, billion dollars. You, can't, you mean to tell me that you're going to run a snack shack for a million bucks a year to give kids free food? A million? Come on. There's a lot of money you could dump out somewhere else to these kids, but we we listen. I could do a whole show on that. Mark, look b- between the three of us, we have gone round and round on this subject for the last twenty years, right? I don't think I don't think there's a good fit for every angle at this. I can go. I can agree with that. But but see, I. You know, let's let's first of all, let's go back to one of my original statements. College is a business. And until we all are under the impression that colleges are businesses, everybody looks at it as an educational institution. Yeah, yeah. Euphoria. Kid gets their degree and lives in that beautiful big house with three kids and a great looking wife. You know, that's not reality that they go to school. Some of them have some very good college professors. Some of them do not. Some programs are outstanding, some are not. But it's all about money. I mean, if you look, you know, unfortunately, with the basketball tournament getting canceled, the money made from the basketball tournament this year would have supplemented all the football programs at the D1 level. Because there's no basketball tournament, they're running at a deficit. Uh, you have Corey, when we ended up doing Vanguard University, we went to Arizona or Arizona State. I can't remember which one. We walked in, there was what, nine SIDs? Uh, you know, that all costs money. And, and, you know, people need to start looking at the programs themselves and saying, okay, besides making the fans happy, besides making Ray Baker and Corey Nealon have something to do on a Saturday morning till Saturday evening, what does football give back to the university? I mean, football actually give back to the university, not just cover the next wave of sports that come in. 
And if we don't see it, who's going to get hurt the most? The university? Or is it going to be those football players? I think there's a real, this is time we take a real hard look at the universities themselves and say, okay, guys, maybe we put in too much priority on sports instead of calling you what you are. Corey Nalen has listened to people laugh at me, Ray, for years, calling the kids student-athletes. Maybe we ought to look at the athletic departments and say, if they're really student-athletes, what do you do for the students at USC, not just the athletes? Here's one of my here's one of the issues I have, and this is, leads us right back into the next segment here, is when you look at some of the schools and look at some of the, the student-athletes that come through there, okay? And we are talking Big Ten and Pac-12. But look at, Corey, you mentioned the SEC. Let's look at Alabama for a second in the SEC. Let's look at LSU in the SEC. If you're playing sports, and more importantly, if you're playing football for these teams, if you're playing baseball for SC or UCLA out here on the West Coast, are you going to get a degree from going to that college? Probably. But is that why you're going to that college? No. The kids that are going through Alabama and going to SEC, those kids want to go to the NFL. So their degree is to get in there, play as much football as possible, win a national championship somewhere. And if you're playing for Florida State, you're playing for Clemson, you're playing for the U down in Miami and in, in the uh, ACC, or if you're playing for Alabama, I mean, heck, even if you're playing for Oregon or something out here in the, in the Pac-12, that's what your goal is. So your degree is to win a national championship to go to the league. Not to get a sociology degree to maybe have something fall back, which is, again, that's a whole other program we need to discuss. But to me, some of those student-athletes, that's what they're there for. I agree with you. What are you doing for the student? In most of these kids' cases, they're there to forward their football careers to the NFL. Yeah, that that's that's what that's what they want to do. Um, when you get to a school, though, I, you mentioned we mentioned Alabama. Their graduation rates for a few of their athletic programs. I, think I was reading an article on on their website. Uh, they scored a ninety-one or better in their graduation rate. So they are graduating. They're using that football and basketball, that softball uh, avenue to not just on the field or the diamond, whatever, but, you know, in their next career when they don't or if they don't make a professional athlete, being a professional athlete as a career. Uh, I, I just think that because, and you guys are right about this, the money aspect of it has diluted the academic aspect of athletics. Oh, in so many ways. it's just It's just gross at this point. Well, I'm going to question, Corey Nealon, the 91% graduation rate. I mean, I'd want to look on how they actually do that. Do they look at you, me, and Ray Baker, who all go to school, and I'm a fifth-year senior, and I'm a fifth-year senior, but you you guys are juniors and freshmen, and you get a you get a – scholarship are you taking off the books i mean are you get a pro contract are you taking off the books 
You never graduated from Alabama. You went there for three years. That was your intent. But hey, a pro contract came along. So, or is that how I get rid of you? Is that how? Because I know you were never, like Ray just said, the intent wasn't to graduate. The intent was to get drafted by so-and-so. And that's what you did. And now you quit school. Do you get slid off that tool of graduation rate? That's what I'd like to know. Boy, Corey, that is such a great question of, of okay, of the 91%, can we look well, at I, how I, how many were nah, football nah. players that actually graduated and got well, the amount of credits? It does include those transferring into the institutions, allows institutions to attract student athletes who leave their institutions prior to graduation as long as they would have been academically eligible because how they remained. And this is off the uh, ua.edu, off their website, that, uh, at Alabama. So, yeah, you're, you're right, Mark, but it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, you know, here's, here's the big point to me, guys, though, again. The athletic departments have, and, Ray, you uttered it. Corey endorsed it. Somebody needs to go through the athletic departments and say, we have 4.5 whatever amount of money, billions of dollars. Hey, if we're not spending it wisely, we need to reorganize and actually be a educational institution, you know, and, and we all know people that have graduated from great schools, but I'm going to go back again for every good story about somebody graduating. Corey, I'm going to throw this in your lap. I don't know how many times you and I have talked about athletes that, and Ray, you probably know these stories too. And went to college, and by the time they were supposed to graduate, they had a sixth-grade education. Um, do I think that's gone away? No, I don't. Oh, it, it, Corey, you, you and I, you and I both know that still runs rampant. The, some of the best yeah. football players. Do you think those guys are going to class like they should? Come on. Yeah, some of them don't. I mean, some of them are just there to play a sport, and and you know what? And I don't even mind about that anymore. I, I really don't. If you're there to further your your professional education to get where you need to be, I'm not even mad about that anymore. I think do what you have to do to get your, to get the American dream. And I think this is why it is so is why it's so important because you look at this, and I just had a point, and I. Just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the professional levels that we work at, Mark Pavlovich, is uh, uncanny. See, if Corey would have gone to class, <laughs> he would have remembered what he was going to say. He was out there playing basketball, football. One of those athletes that just didn't attend that class on that day, he's part of that 91% graduation rate. That's right. Oh my goodness, and it's gone just like that. It's like <laughs> oh, Corey, Corey, can I pick up on what you say, Bill? And, and let me ask you a question because you, you just said the athletes are justified in doing what they do to try and get the American dream. So, isn't everybody else in the athletic department justified doing and getting what they get to follow in quote unquote that dream that you discussed? Yes, and I, I was waiting for Ray to bring that up a little bit later because he started off with something. I, I think he, I think I know where he was going to go with that. But it, it's it's funny that you mentioned. Oh, now I was going to go back to my thing. There you go. COVID. 
okay, how can you have the, these athletics going on? Let's say for some miraculous re- reason they do play starting in September. How can you have athletes on campus going to games, but you don't have students on campus? You won't let the students on, but you, you're going to let these athletes on. What's the difference? The bubble. That's your bubble. Hello? That's your bubble. Don't let, If you're not okay. letting students on and they're doing it all online, and the only people that are on campus are your student athletes, who are all tested negative, by the way, and are good and are fine, there's your bubble. Okay, okay. I, 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 might, I might get with that. See, the NCAA needs to hire the three of us. We could figure this stuff out. Let me just tell you that right now. Yeah, but aren't there rules about giving um, extras to athletes that normal students don't have? Yeah, but that's been going on for for years. Do you, I mean, I'd be upset. I'd, I'd be upset if I'm a student and I'm not an athlete and I can't get on campus to do what I need to do to make myself better, but the athletes can get on campus to do what to make themselves better. I can't, I can't get behind that if I'm a student. Yeah, but listen, well, here's- listen, Mark, you and I have had deep talks about this because we, you have a university, and I, I, we're going to transition. Mark, Mark is the Jedi of transitions here because he's going to put me right into the mm-hmm. last topic here, but let's take Clemson, for instance. Okay? You're a football player at the University of Clemson. You don't tell me that if you're a normal student at Clemson, you don't realize that the football players are revered on the University of Clemson campus? Of course they are. It's Clemson. They're going to get stuff that you and I aren't going to get as a normal student. But to me, that's already get that you, you go into that university knowing that already. Yeah, Mark, you go, go ahead and take that one. Well, I, you know what, Ray, I, and I'm I'm, I'm going to go on the the other side of the line with Mr. Nealon. Am I offended that the Clemson University football players get tested for COVID every other day? If one of them contracts it, we have doctors that will deal with it for them. If there's something that everybody else is getting, but the rest of us aren't, they're going to be taken care of. Me as a student, of course, I'm using the wrong example because you guys both know me. I'm knocking on somebody's door and saying, excuse me, uh, I paid my tuition here there. I contracted that COVID disease from that football player that wasn't in the bubble. I want my daily test and, and I want my vaccine given to me. And the university is going to look at me and say, sorry, you're not an athlete. Uh, that once again goes back to the statement that we've had. Then you're saying to me, you don't care about the students. And, uh, you know, it's guys, this is why, you know, we we've touched on the pay. If we're going to say college football is big business, it's all about making money. Then the workers should get paid. Corey Nealon can designate the salaries, but if we're going to say educate, the, the universities are all about education. Then we have to look at all the students that go there and look at them through an educational eye and say, hey, what's fair for Corey is fair for me. Uh, Just because you're, hey, Ray Baker, just because you're an offensive lineman on that Clemson team doesn't mean anybody reveres you. Corey happens to be the quarterback. They know who he is. 
He's on everything there. But guess what? Me, I'm third string field goal kicker. People laugh when I tell them I'm on the football team. Well, it's because you're so a field. You it's because you're a field goal Ray, kicker. Ray, you know that it's the third. As long as you're on the football team, you you are big business. You you are a big person on campus. If you're on. Yeah, you you are still a big person, even if you're the third string field goal kicker. Listen, ah. li- listen, kicker, ah. kickers are not do do not speak unless spoken to. A, B, <laughs> B. If I'm an offensive lineman for Corey, yeah, seventy percent of the the campus may not know me, but you know who does? Corey, because I protect yeah. I protect him. So guess what? When Christmas comes around, you know who's getting a free isotoner gloves. Big man here, yeah. big man here protects his quarterback. That's who. That's all I'm saying. So listen, let's let's go into this last one because Mark, you touched on this, and this is an article from theguardian.com that we saw today, and Mark put this out on social media, and this is this is I read this article, and this has been it, it eating me. So you have college sports that right now, if you're in the Pac-12. If you're in the Big Ten, and and I think two of the coaches that they mentioned in this are in the Big Ten, one of them is for sure, the coaches of these football teams are getting paid, even though there's no football. And they're not taking pay cuts because why would they? They're still, they're still doing their job, but there's no TV contracts. There's no nothing, right? Three of the highest paid coaches in the country – now, th- I knew all three were going to be up there. I thought there were a few others. But the University of Michigan has former NFLer Jim Harbaugh, seven and a half million bucks. Uh, Nick Saban, who is an absolute college football legend, is now down at the University of Alabama, is making just shy of $9 million. And then Clemson's Dabo Sweeney is making just over $9 million. Three of the highest paid coaches. Now, $9 million... You're not working right now. Mark, right before we went on air, you said, well, they're still there. They're still coaching. They're still teaching. Um, Well, the ACC might be because they haven't said anything yet. But if there's no football, what are they doing? They're not teaching. Well, I'm, I'm not privy to what the coaches are doing. You know, none of us don't know. But, I mean, I'm sure they're doing something uh, at USC, UCLA, all the schools here in the Pac-12. I'm going to quickly, first of all, let me give this credit to Corey Neely. He originally posted it on social media because he knew he'd pull my chain doing that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, even if they were doing something, and Mr. Nealon, this is where I'll come back to this. I'm going to throw it over to your lap. Even if they were doing something, uh, being a football coach is not making or helping a kid become a new heart surgeon. You're not teaching them how to save a life. You're probably not teaching them values except, hey, how to make a block and how to go get drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, I'm going to throw it at you. If there was no COVID, if there was nothing going on, Mr. Nalen, you won't pay the football players. But what about these guys that are making that sort of money? And, oh, by the way, I just went on NCAA violations. Oh, that's okay. Another school wants me. I'll go to them. So I'm throwing it at Cornelian. I'm blaming Cornelian for this one too, because the coaches well, have gotten away with too much for too many years. 
But first off, I thought I think that's a little bit off topic. But you know, I'll answer. And first off, that first part of your statement about the coaches not teaching anything of significant value—that's just plain wrong. We know too many coaches who look out for kids who teach life lessons moving forward once once they get out of school. That and that's just the wrong statement, in my opinion. When you talk about getting paid, they're still doing work. What we've always discussed, and I know we three have discussed this, at big-time college sports, and I'll just take it back to this, we just discussed not paying, not paying college athletes. Now, if college coaches, you know, they really care about the students, they really care about the athletes and what they deal with day-to-day, $8.85 million, $7.5 million, $9.3 million per year. Here's where you can take a million dollars out of that or $2 million. You can take a pay cut, get that into the discretionary funds of your universities with the athletics. And I don't care if you have no clue what a badminton is or if you don't care about water polo, they get some of that money too because if you really cared, you give up some of that, and, and you let them know. Yeah, and here, and here's the thing. If somehow the athletes organize a union and start to get paid, good for them. They should. Everybody should go out to get as much money as you want because this is a capitalistic capitalistic society, and they're reaching the, that American dream. I don't always agree with it, but, yeah, you can go out and get what you want. You don't have to take a pay cut. I mean, that's just on them. But, you know, my opinions, and if I was making that much money, I'd try to give a little bit more back as we try to do every day. Here, Here's one of the problems I see with, Mark, what you mentioned was if you're teaching a kid at one of these universities to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that where they want to go make the money they want to make. If you just, I just Googled while we were talking here. Just the average salary of a physician in Southern California, let's say, is anywhere between three hundred and three hundred eighty thousand. So we'll go middle. Let's say three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. That is a very healthy salary and living that you can live off of. That the average rookie salary in the NFL is four hundred eighty thousand dollars. So. Are they teaching me to throw a block or throw a football or this or that at the highest of my level? Yeah, but if it's going to get me paid more than a doctor, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I think that's where the disconnect here is. I don't if could I go be a doctor or a lawyer? Yeah, if I really wanted to, but if my passion or if I my God-given gift is to play football, it looks like even as a rookie, I'm going to make a crap ton of money. Yeah, and Ray, go back to that passion statement you just made. It's a passion that you want to do this. I mean, we have met very few athletes who, at the highest level, whether it's a community college athlete at the highest level or a college or pro, there has to be a passion there that they want to. Money's nice, but the passion to get to that level is way more significant than the, not the end goal, but it's way more significant than people realize. Hey, can 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 I jump in on a statement that Corey Corey made about the coaches? Because Corey brought up coaches that we've all met, that we've all known, that have 
that have stepped up. I mean, yesterday I posted something about my nephew, about his baseball team at uh, West Kalinga Community College is having the highest academic average of an athletic team. That's community college. Corey Nalen, Ray Baker, being sports fans, how many times have we watched major colleges where a major player has pulled something that we find appalling? It breaks the laws of society. It breaks moral value. And does that kid get set down? Oh, no, no. You know, I'm going to investigate into Johnny because, you know, hey, Clemson's playing Alabama this week, and I think it would be the wrong thing to do to take that opportunity away from him. So we're going to let him play, but don't worry. We are going to sit him down. The community college coaches do it, Corey, because there's no president looking over their shoulder saying, Corey, how come you sat down Ray Baker? And they're not worried about who's going to watch it on TV. And they're not worried about the next college they're going to. Because, you know, even when they do something right for student-athletes, they get punished. So when we say, yeah, we know a lot of good coaches, at certain levels we do. But I think if we took the track records for major known colleges and we looked at how many times a coach has turned a deaf ear to a problem with an athlete and let him play, uh, they do disservice because when they do it for one player, that next start player who feels he's privileged, who feels she's entitled, how do you look at them and say, oh, I, I can't allow you to do this, but you let Corey do it, and I'm better than Corey. As a matter of fact, I'm breaking his records right now. Well, so and, and when that, Mark, that gets amplified when you get to a program where you have the, the the success of the program means more than those standards that you just laid out. And there is one of the problems that I think coaches, these coaches have, not saying that this they deserve $9.3 million to make this decision, but that's one of the problems that they have is, would Dabo Sweeney like to sit down kids that are starting corners or starting running backs or playmakers in that sense because they've broken team rules of course he would but the second he does he has a a university president and he's got this booster group behind him that are going to absolutely torch him because they said well you're here to make us win no then then that's where i i would get fired and and we'd all probably get fired yeah we're here to win but we're also here to educate and teach and do all the things that you want us to do or you want us to say we're gonna actually do that I, well we get fired the next day it doesn't really matter <laughs> like like mark like mark said we'll get another job because after that one national championship we won we gonna get a job for the rest of our lives and, and remember mark we have to look for the schools that don't have the violations right we have to look for those that one doesn't uh d3 <laughs> And, yeah. hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Not at all. I would, I would say NAIA, but uh, no, I can't. No, no, you can't. Can't do that either. You guys, listen. Um, I enjoy every second of every one of our discussions. We are going to do this again once we get to uh, either a a decision that says <laughs> absolutely not, or 
We get a little closer, and Corey Nealon's uh, position and percentage of playing drops to 60 or 50%. We're going to do it again, because then we got to revisit everything. Uh, one yeah. thing I wanted to mention before you guys go, um, I saw, and listen, first of all, I'm excited that I saw this. You guys do a show, a video show on YouTube uh, that you're having different guests on and stuff like that. It is amazing. I've seen two. I don't know if there's any more. I've seen two episodes. I was glued to both. Can either one of you tell me a little bit about that so we can get all of our listeners watching that too? Well, let me just say we're going to be doing another one this coming Thursday night. But Paul Jones, the former athletic director over at Orange Lutheran, who is now the current athletic director at Sunny Hills High School, and he's a fitness ed teacher, a PE teacher. So, man, finally took a job where he's going to have to work, (laughs) be out there in his shorts and work out a little. Uh, That'll be this coming Thursday night. And, uh, you know, Corey had a great time last week because he got to roam in the hallways of Nogales High School, even though that was a rival of his. Uh, I don't know how he's ever going to be able to wear it. Well, yeah, when we beat his team, he's going to have to wear my team colors from Nogales High. Hey, that's cool. We we have on whoever Ed Ford tells us to put on. That's what we do. So And, and yeah. listen, the, the first episode, uh, it, for those of you that don't know, Ed Ford is an absolute legend at Fullerton College. He did. He's done classes. He helped me when I was at ninety point one FM with you guys. Um, I when I saw him on there, he was he was one of the guys that told me how to do uh, commercial voices and stuff like that. I absolutely love Ed Ford. So to see him on that little center square, I got so excited. I said, "Okay, this is a show for me right here." So, uh, <laughs> is it every Thursday? When can people go on and where where can they find that? SportsNetUSA.net shows are usually at well they are at 7 p.m. but every Thursday we'll have to keep you posted because it's a fluke that it's going to have two weeks in a row but uh, it's usually every other Thursday but we'll keep you posted and let you know because yeah we can have a couple watchers. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send people there to watch that because if they if they like the podcast and we've got I don't know sixty or seventy listeners for every episode that we have here, we want to funnel those to you guys because especially if they're local. Now we have people all across the country. Uh, I did have one of my local listeners tell me. By the way, I wanted to tell you guys uh, when I posted this on social media, I said, "Should we be playing football? Yes or no?" I had so many listeners tell me. At least at the high school level, yep, hundred percent. Get sports going, please. We need it. The kids need it. I said, "Wow, okay." So, I, I got stuff all over the board. So, I want to be able to send some of them, especially if they're looking at local stuff. Send those to you guys so they can watch that show as well. And then, look, if you need a guest, I'm just saying, you know, got I've got all the equipment. I've got all the equipment's already set up. You know, hint, hint. All you, all you would need is a headphone and, we'll and a camera. Oh, I, I, I listen. I got cameras, but I'm going to tell you right now, as both of you know, I've got a face for radio. That's why I've done radio for 30 years. I, you know. Wait a minute, Ray. Wait a minute, Ray. Ray said he watched this, Corey, and, and he's Ray? talking about people's faces. Ray, I haven't combed my hair since March. Okay. Listen, I don't think, <laughs> that's, going to, I don't, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what was my favorite. It was either Corey's hair, or. <laughs> What caught me off guard, because I, 
when he started to talk, I said, wow, that sounds a lot like Mark Pavlovich, but I, <laughs> there's something growing out of the front of your face, brother. What hey, is we've that? Done, we've done multiple shows. Let's say I did one where I had a full beard. Then I had my other one with the goatee and the little ching of their eye. Now I just got the gold tea. And then, uh, you know, one of these days I'll go back and when I really, you know, want the women to go crazy, I'll, I'll shave it clean and uh, they'll Ooh. go crazy and say, my God, if my husband lives to be that age, I'll kill him. Stand back. <laughs> Stand back. Good heavens. Well, listen, I, again, I enjoy every second when we talk. We're going to do this again. Thank you guys for being here again tonight on the TSE. And uh, look, I hope we play. I, I really hope we do. But if we don't, keep everybody safe. We'll, we'll crank it up again. Um, the next episode, by the way, uh, if, if we're playing, we're, we got to do it live somewhere where they're going to play sports somewhere so we can get a press pass and, you know, stay six feet away from me, but do it from a football field yeah. or something, you know. That's okay. We well, can do it 10 feet. There you I don't go. Mind. We'll, we'll put Mark on the 10-yard line, and you and I will be in the end zone where we need to be. So. <laughs> you good to me. All right. You're blocking Special thanks there to Corey Nalen and Mark Pavlovich, both from Sportsnet, USA.net. Listen, you guys, there's just it's it's uncertainty times right now. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if we're gonna play. We don't know if we're not gonna play. But we always have a forum to talk about it right here on the Total Sports Experience. Again, you can get a hold of us four different ways. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are both TSE underscore show. You can hit us up on Facebook. We've got our own page there. It's the TSE Show. And then you can also email us. Uh, Johnny Grateful emailed us. Hit us up on uh, on Facebook as well. He's Johnny Grateful told me, you know what? 100%. If we're going to have sports, high school football, we need it 100%. So love that from the listeners. Uh, can't, can't wait. We've got some big UFC stuff coming up, you guys. The next episode, we also have Santiago from Hot 103.9 FM here in Southern California that's going to join us. Big Dodger fan, big Raider fan, and he wanted to come on and talk. So we're going to have him on uh, the next episode. There's some great big episodes coming up. You guys can't wait uh, for you to be a part of that. And if you want to be a part of that, email us, show at gmail.com. Love to hear from all the listeners. And listen, this is your show. We want to put uh, what you want on. We've got a big debate coming up on the top 10 tennis players, both men and women, uh, throughout all time. That's going to be a really cool debate. We're going to get into that one as well. And hopefully, in the next few episodes, we've got a big UFC episode coming up with some great fights coming up in both September and October. And then we've got NFL football. I'm holding my breath, you guys. I don't know yet if that's going to happen. I'm I'm praying. I, I've got my fingers crossed. I really want that to happen. So... Let's see if we get NFL football. But until we can do this again, you guys be good humans, and we'll see you next time on the Total Sports Experience.